0: These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged, increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority, COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. 855-605-2655. These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help recovery centers of america is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the east coast and midwest rca's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery rca always answers the phone and admits patients 24 7 365 and because safety is a top priority COVID 19 protocols, including pre screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855 605 2655. 855 605 2655.
1: What up everybody i'm caleb and i'm micah and we'd like to welcome you to this
2: life together that's t-w-o together boom <laughs> so this week we wanted to talk about a couple of things One, we gonna fill y'all in on what happened this weekend because it was some shenanigans of course and then we also want to get into this craze with the show love is blind and really chop it up about is love really blind like are y'all buying this whole thing? Do y'all think it's staged? Because I got, I got some questions about all of that. I'm a skeptic.
1: Yeah, so Saturday we had our our maternity shoot for our maternity pictures. And we had our baby shower. Um, I Saying it out loud, it sounds even crazier than what actually took place on Saturday. Because I was tired at the end of the day. Like, dog tired.
2: We was really tired before we even started. Because the night before, so Caleb and I, we... we had big aspirations for what we were gonna do with this shower. Fun fact about me, I'm terrible at planning parties. I hate planning parties. So early on, we already were asking like our family and friends what they were able to help with and shout out to them because they help with everything. So (laughs) we were like, okay, cool. You know, y'all are organizing all of this stuff and contacting the folks who need to be contacted, helping us order the cake, the balloons, whatever, whatever. We're going to take it upon ourselves to build these projects because the theme was Barbie, but instead of it saying Barbie, everything said Chloe. So Caleb was like, Oh, it'd be dope if we built a Barbie box, and instead of it saying Barbie, it said Chloe. And then I was like, Oh, that would be dope. But then I saw this really, really nice it's like a, um, like basically a life size Barbie backdrop house type thing that Chris Brown's daughter royalty had for one of her parties needless to say that was done by a professional
1: clearly a lot of money was probably just thrown at whoever was yeah no we
2: we would not doing that so we we went to
1: Dollar Tree hold on wait before you even get to that point the second example we had was from El Chapo's daughters like I don't know what birthday it was. That but was his daughter. It was El Chapo's daughter. That was, was even more daughter. ridiculous. And so when, we just gave up when on I, that. When I showed my mom what we were trying to do, she was like, I don't know how she cross-referenced the image, but she was like, she had called me like an hour later, like, So you sure you want to do this? And I'm thinking she just, you know, just like, This is too much. She, she was like, So, I mean, the one picture was Chris Brown's daughter. The other picture you sent me was El Chapo's daughter.
2: What, about El
1: Chacha, Chapo. She watching Narcos. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the extent of that woman's knowledge is She knows, she knows a lot apparently
2: She did pick up
1: But um Yo go ahead and continue about um So
2: X. uh yeah We have been gradually working on the project But then That gradualness slowed down significantly
1: As her So
2: wait I'm getting pregnancy. to that I'm getting to that Okay go ahead as my pregnancy progressed, the progress did not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very hard because I'm like, I knew we needed to do it. So I'm like, I'm trying to give her Micah nudges. Like, no, hey. don't
2: say you was giving me nudges because we had two separate projects, my dad did. And you weren't working
1: on yours either. I got further than you did.
2: Did you though? Yes,
1: I actually transported you, mine and everything. You really
2: did. not that was the only difference. So okay. Caleb... Caleb's was huge, and it wasn't collapsible because he had did like he had put the entire structure of the front of the box together, and it was over seven feet tall. So I have a Wrangler, but the max that I can fit from Probably the like tail to the front is six feet, and that just depends on what it is because it might be able to yeah. fit like between the front seats. But either way, so he still had to wrap this. He had to. Figure out how he was putting the letters, he had to do the sides, we had to do the back, all of that stuff. Neither here nor there. So one day last week, I feel like it had to be Wednesday or Thursday, I came home and completed one of the panels for my project because it was three big panels.
1: Which was which was your project?
2: The Barbie House thing.
1: You ain't tell you ain't said that.
2: Oh yeah, El Chapo House. (laughs) So after I realized that I am too far along to be trying to do all of this moving and stuff. And Chloe does not like when I sit for long periods of time. Or stand. I was like, yep, okay, I'm done. And that was that. So I was like, you know what? We can transport this to the school tomorrow, which was going to be Friday. This past Friday. We just finished it there. The other thing is we had so much other running around to do that we didn't actually get to the school until
1: like... Which is the venue where we had the baby shower.
2: Seven to eight. Oh, yeah. The, the school where Caleb teaches karate is like a real nice space. So we ended up using that. So Friday, I ended up getting off work at four, which is an hour early. Caleb usually gets off at 430, but he teaches. And I'm like, well, babe, you got to get a haircut. So you probably shouldn't teach today. So he goes to get a haircut. This never happens. He walks in and gets First right on, in the chair. Hold on.
1: First off, I call my barber. So if anybody watched Atlanta, I'm almost positive that you've seen the episode with Bibby, where he was just going through all of these adventures that with his was barber, hilarious. and all he wanted to do was get a haircut, and he was just that going was through hell trying to get his haircut. So I feel like fun it's fact gotten, that's the only
2: episode of Atlanta I've ever seen.
1: That's that's I me mean, for that <laughs> season. You can pretty much watch any episode and it's reflective of the whole season, but. um I feel like as, all, as as I became an adult I realized how much trash My barber be on But it's just like that episode Like as soon as you go to somebody else That's when you can get your head jacked up So it's kind of like dang Like unless I learn how to cut my own hair This dude really got He really got my head in his hands
2: You can let me cut your hair
1: You have been trying to cut my hair for how long We still ain't bought no We done bought a hundred million things That's cause you low
2: key don't trust me to do it But I can do it
1: Okay I'll
2: have you out here i
1: wait till the summer vacation so I ain't gotta see nobody. Just in case you get me on wow. her ball. If you do, if you, you, you got me her, no faith in me. If you got me on her ball, I ain't going to work.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna be on leave, so I don't know how we gonna eat. Exactly. No most thing. Don't shave me,
1: ball. <laughs> but um, yeah, I called this dude like three times. He wasn't answering the phone, dude going straight to voicemail. I'm like, come on, man. I'm just trying to get my hair cut. I know it's Friday, so depending on, you know, what time I get down there, it might be packed. Not answering the phone. I called the shop's phone, not answering the phone. So, at this point, I didn't call, like, three of my boys, like, hey, just trying to have, like, a backup plan. And I'm like, I'm going to still drive by the shop because it was basically on the way home. I drive by the shop. This dude is literally sitting in the chair. Just twiddling his thumbs, basically. I look through the window and I'm like, this dude is literally not answering the phone. He just sitting there talking. And I didn't call this dude three times in three different spaces. And like, I called him at like twelve, called him at like one, then I called him again at like three, and he still wasn't answering the phone. He's like, oh yeah, you just on time. Um, you know, I I have, I got a client that's on the way or whatever. But you know, since you hear you, might as well go ahead and hop in the chair. I'm looking like, bro, I called you like three times and I text you. Why you ain't answer the phone? He's like, oh yeah. I ain't get that. What? <laughs> so needless to say, I got my hair cut, was in and out, and then we I did some ripping and running, and then wound up uh, heading back up to the venue so we could start working on this project. We got up there maybe around I want to say like six thirty, seven
2: o'clock. Caleb got there before I got there because man, you when I got off at four, I went to the beauty supply, spent a good twenty five minutes in there getting all these supplies, rinsed my hair, did a quick weave, partially styled it. Then we left and I met him at the karate school. So by the time I got there, again, I attempted to finish this same little low sad panel. And then once we reached pool, so we were there for like like, three hours. Yeah. Until 11 o'clock when I was like, you know what? We should just go get some Mexican food. And then we left when got Mexican which was an hour and then at 12 we left there was about
1: to get ready to head home and then realized that we had to get stuff for our engagement shoot you which mean, was, maternity I mean, maternity shoot, shoot which, is we like, tired, which was the next like the next morning not even like oh it was later on in the day we might be able to get it like it was like no we had to be there at 11 a.m. I believe and then before that Mike had to get her makeup done and it was just like It was so much stuff leading up to that that we didn't have time. So we wound up going to Walmart, the only 24-hour Walmart that we could find. And that was like 25 minutes away. So we wound up going there, going to find all of this stuff for this maternity shoot. And I don't think we wound up getting home till close to one o'clock.
2: It was about one o'clock. And then I stayed up...
1: Had to curl your hair. An
2: hour and a half curling my hair and then putting rollers in it. So the next day... While I was getting my makeup done, one, my hair wouldn't go flat, but two, it will already be taken care of in the morning. So once she finished my makeup, all I had to do was literally just take the rollers out so we could bounce from there to the maternity pictures. So also another fun fact, um, a week ago, my other makeup artist Text me at 11.15 p.m. And was like, yeah, I can't do your makeup no more on that day. I booked this appointment in December and I was just truly bamboozled. But luckily, the person who I ended up going to, she did a fantastic job and I love her the bit. She actually did my makeup for all of our engagement pictures and they were fire. Shout out to Chris and Brienne. Um, <laughs> and she was able to fit me in. She's sweetest as pie. She texted me to confirm the day before. So I get there polishing my toenails as I wait because I'm like all right you know what maybe she running a little late because there was somebody in her chair but I got there 10 minutes early so I'm like maybe she gonna be like an additional 10 minutes before my appointment yeah no sis was still calling me back there early so I had seven out of ten toes done she let me sit there and polish the other three god bless her heart and then she started on my makeup she finished in less than an hour full beat face and then I got in the car with Caleb as we're driving Oh, Caleb also had to go find me so undergarments. I was waiting, because I was, I was doing, waiting to see I, completely I was gonna go get there.
1: I definitely didn't forget. Oh, the chaos. So Caleb
2: was on a mission while I was getting my makeup done. He out trying to find me lingerie to go under this lace robe I got for this milk bath and these maternity pictures, which was very interesting.
1: So like like she said, I, I went to three stores while she was in, you know, in a chair getting her makeup done. She was like, you know, just call me or whatever. Manju is dumb early, so the
2: places that he could go was super limited because at this point, it's 9 a.m.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I, I figured a lot of... It wasn't like we needed to go to a 100 million different places. It was only But it's not
2: like you could go to the mall. The mall don't open well, till yeah, 10.
1: yeah, I, I wouldn't think about going there anyway. Um, I wound up going to Meyer first. Going go to Meyer and then I go, and I'm like... All right, cool. I parked on the right side, walked straight in. I'm like, bam, the whole women's section. So I'm looking for um, a matching bra and panties. I think you had told me that look for like a nude.
2: Yeah, they just needed to be solid bra and panties to go so under the
1: robe. I go in there and I'm like, oh man, it, it was like, it looked fully stocked from where I saw. It. So I'm like, cool. I'm not gonna have no problem finding, you know, this. And then I turn the corner where all of the bras and stuff was. The whole rack was just missing. Like nothing was on the rack. I'm like oh my gosh I asked the lady like Excuse me And it always It's it's even more uncomfortable Cause I had to ask I feel like every store I went to I, It was just uncomfortable for me to Just ask Excuse me Can you um, help me find some bras And it was just like What Is what? that the voice you use No I use my whiter voice Oh dear god It's like excuse me um, Can you help me find some bras yeah for my wife Ew But no So I asked And then you know The lady was like Oh It seemed like we were about to get ready to restock. That's going to take a while. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I've
2: never heard of that. Like, they completely unstocked. They had
1: to restock? I I don't think they they have none out. Like, the whole rack was clear. And it was like one bra. And that definitely wasn't for you, (laughs) the bra that I saw. Um, So I wound up leaving. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to Walmart. Go to Walmart. They, now mind you, I FaceTime Micah every time I went to the store. I go to Walmart.
2: Very angrily.
1: I wasn't angry. I was. Sierra was like, "Oh, he frustrated."
2: I was like, "Girl, yeah."
1: <laughs> no, you said you. That's not what you said Saturday. You I said, said,
2: "Yeah, he frustrated, but he ain't frustrated with me. He not, frustrated with his stuff." Oh, you he said that, you stuff. said mad. Yeah, she did say she. She was like, oh, "He's so, like he frustrated."
1: I'm like, all right. I'm gonna go to Walmart. I'm going to Walmart, and it literally looked like somebody had just ran through the store. And was just throwing stuff all over the store it looked like black friday like everybody was just going there throwing bras and panties all over the place none of the stuff matched those tags so i couldn't find a price then i had found one that was her size it was the wrong it was the wrong style it was just like oh my gosh why is it so hard i feel like for guys it's so easy to buy underwear and to buy undershirts you can go in there as long as you know your size you can go buy a, a 10 pack if you need to and they'll just walk right out of the store. But for women, I feel like it's just so, so many different details that you got to look for. You got to make sure it's the right cup size. You got to make sure it's the right style. Do you want an underwire? Or do you not want an underwire? Do you want a strap? Do you not want a strap? It was just like, oh my gosh, it's got 12 different types of bras, 100 different pair of panties. It's just like, I, felt, I, I really felt for women. I, I, and, and then on the other side, I have never felt more inadequate in my entire life. Oh, goodness. <laughs> like, I walked in there, and I felt like I had no idea. It was like I had walked into Walmart for the first time. <laughs> That's how I felt. Leave Walmart, go next door to Kohl's. I go to Kohl's. I'm looking, and I was like, cool. Walk dead smack into the broad section. Looking for a size. Don't see her size. And then um, I asked somebody for help, and the lady said, oh, you know, I'm going to send somebody over there right now. I was in that store for 20 minutes, and then nobody come over there. Mm-hmm. I go back over there, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to look myself since ain't nobody coming. I go in there and I'm like, oh, just when I thought I found her size, I looked up on the tag and that junk said juniors. I'm like, alright, I'm walking out. So I walk, I walk back out and went to go pick up Micah and she's like, see, I told her to tell you, you might as well have just waited. That's why, that's, now you see why I'm always frustrated when I'm trying to find stuff because I can't never find it. I
2: hate shopping for bras and pants. It's so, the worst thing ever.
1: Yeah. Did that and then um, we went to go take our maternity sh- or take our maternity photos. But beforehand, We wanted to make sure we had got something to eat. So you want to tell the story? This (laughs) was just retarded. And at this point, I think my
2: level of anger. So when we finally, we finally ended up finding like um, underwear that matched, It was like the perfect color at Target. Shout out to Target. You never disappoint except for with the maternity pants because she trash with that. But um, the girl in the store that was helping us was like making us take more time. Because apparently she was pregnant too. So then she was asking me questions Girl, about the everywhere. shoot and like other stuff. I love people. So I was I was trying to like uh, not be rude, but like, you know, get, get out of there. <laughs> so once we left, we like, all right, we got at this point, I think we have like maybe 20 or 30 minutes before the shoot started. So. The target that we went to was, I want to say, not even a 15-minute drive away from where we were getting the pictures taken. And it was a McDonald's, literally right across the street. So we like, all right, we're going to hop in the uh, drive-through line, order this food, we'll eat it in the car, and then go ahead and take our pictures. So we get in the line. Caleb points out that he sees a sign that says, if you don't get your food within 60 seconds, the next time you come to us, it's free. I'm like, oh, bet. We get up to the window. She like, can you pull up? (laughs) <laughs> to, to spot number one so immediately I'm like oh well I guess our food free the next time we come to this McDonald's she bring the food out it's wrong so I look in the bag like this ain't none of the stuff we ordered We ordered two sandwiches two hash browns and two orange juices it was four sandwiches and an apple pie in the bag so then Caleb goes inside to tell them that it's wrong it takes like another ten minutes for them to give him the food and then when he gives me the food I open the bag again I'm like, this still wrong. I was like, I don't even eat none of this. And it ain't no hash browns in here. So at this point, it's literally 11 o'clock on the dot. I'm like, we don't even have time to eat this. We literally ended up throwing the whole bag away. Feel terrible. Threw the whole bag away. The car
1: smelled like burnt pancakes.
2: So we go into, and no, as we're pulling up, we have like a mishap, miscommunication with the photographer. So I walk in on 10, regarding that. In the midst of me being on ten, I just had to apologize. Like, you know what? It's just been a lot of stuff happening this morning. Like, it's not even you, it's me. Like, I just need a minute. Mind <laughs> like, you. He I was had a so party. confused.
1: I had so let me explain what happened. So, by the time we got to the to the um photography studio, Micah was already livid. And then she went in there and I'm like, all right, take a second, because I could see that she was like it was visibly, it was visible that she was pissed. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to have her go in there and just you know, basically just blow up. So she's like, I'm good. To the point where it was, it was sunny out, but it was not that warm. This girl hopped out the car, didn't have no coat on. I'm like, girl, put your coat on. I don't need no coat. I'm about to go in. We already late. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm trying to get the stuff, the stuff that we needed to go in. By that time, I closed the door, she already inside, and I'm like. <laughs> I just hear how she talking And I'm just like I had I, I didn't know when she apologized She must It must have been like after I She I literally got walked
2: in And was like Let's just cancel the milk part Cause I I'm not, I'm not in the mood I'm not feeling it So I wanted to <laughs> He was so looking, confused He was like, like what? What, you, what you mean? And the reason why is He specifically went Out of his way To accommodate us In terms of like Buying a clawfoot tub For my milk bag and Those ain't cheap No they're like Thousands of dollars So, once I got my attitude together, we go ahead and we start changing clothes for the pictures. And then I realized, like, we left one of Caleb's outfits at home. So, we like, well, there's that. We just proceed as usual. I'm putting on press-on nails in the midst of getting dressed. It It was just craziness, all over craziness. So, we taking the pictures. Then we realized at the end of the milk bath, mind you, this was like... A first attempt, so we didn't have no towels. Man. So then Caleb has to leave to like go get towels. Then Caleb, like, I know this man, but I don't know if I, I know him enough to be leaving him with my half naked wife while she taking this milk man,
1: bath. I, when I tell y'all, I went a half a mile to go find some towels. I turned right back around. Oh, they ain't had none. Did you really look? <laughs> I don't even know. The
2: truth comes up. <laughs> <off. laughs> so not because of Caleb, I had to dry off a paper towel.
1: That ain't because of me. We didn't know that we was. We didn't know that we wasn't gonna it. The
2: shoot ran over about an hour. Really? Yeah, it was almost oh. an hour. Then we leave her again. We still on a mission to get food because mind you, at this point it's almost one thirty and we have not ate. So we go to Popeyes in Livonia.
1: Bruh, I'm I'm almost. I think I might be done. We with sit in the
2: line for twenty minutes because y'all know how y'all act over that chicken sandwich just to get up to the window to order and for her to say one moment please, cash only. I've never seen Caleb pull off from somewhere so fast in my life.
1: It was either I was going to pull off or I was going to drive through the building.
2: The craziest part is we actually had cash, but Caleb was so angry and I was so shocked that we just didn't even process what she was saying and we just left. I was pissed. So then we ended up back at another McDonald's to wait in line for another 20 minutes to get the food and it'd be cold. So then we had to waste some more time. So at this point, it's getting close to two o'clock. The baby shower starts at four. We still got these two projects that we didn't worked on that's unfinished. I need to get changed into my actual baby shower outfit. The window. And we have to drive from our house once we get changed to the venue.
1: The window was closing extremely Very, fast. very quickly.
2: So I called my cousin who was spearheading all of this and, like, organizing for us. And I'm like, hey, um, you know, we are... I just wanted to check in. Cause she had asked me to call her and she was like, I can't actually remember uh, what I needed, but she was t- telling me like something was going wrong. Like it was some kind of catastrophe. So I would rather know what the catastrophe is beforehand. So I'm not freaking out once I get there, like, Oh my God, ain't no decorations. And then I'm just like, right. live it. So I asked her, she like, yeah, we were supposed to be getting a certain color for the sashes on the chairs. And we ended up not getting them. Um, but I sent, so-and-so to get them so that's again taken care of um because that's not what i asked them to do i asked them to do xyz and i just had to order like 54 more balloons and i'm (laughs) like okay well i'm like well we we could get them for you because we literally have to go to party city after we get food and she's like no i already ordered them and it's at the uh, party city in Lavonia. i was like well we're We're literally across across the street street from there and we were going there next anyway so she's like what oh my god so it worked out perfectly but we get there And I don't know if you've ever advanced order balloons at Party City, but usually they blow them up and then they put them in an aisle. And once you get there, if it's after the time that you needed them to be ready, you literally just go pick them up from the aisle and then you give the people at the register the receipt to say that you picked them up and you leave because you already paid for them. When I got there, literally only half of the balloons were blown up. And then she was like, it's going to be like another five minutes. It wasn't going to be another five minutes. It was 54 balloons. So, we in the store 20 minutes later. <laughs> At this point, it's almost 3 o'clock. I call my cousin like, yeah, you can go ahead and set my part of the project on fire. Because it ain't happening. You could just go ahead and toss that out the window. It's a wrap on that. Man. She like, that's fine. We'll figure out something. We'll make something work. Blah, 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 blah. So, we end up coming home, changing clothes. At this point, I'm like, crap. We have all of the games. And they're paper games, which means they need to be cut. And our baby shower had a total of 100 guests that had RSVP. So, I'm like, yeah, this is 50 pieces of paper that need to be cut. And it wasn't like just cut in half. Like, you had to cut the edges off, too. Yep. So, then I sat down and started cutting game piece sheets. And Kay- yeah. Caleb was like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I
1: don't even what know you, what I was you doing. doing. And then I finally got done doing whatever that was. And I go upstairs and Michael's supposed to be getting dressed and getting her hair done or fixing her hair and getting her, you know, her, her outfit and stuff ready. And this girl up there cutting games. I'm like, girl, if you get your clothes on, we got to go. Because by this time, I feel like it was... It, it wasn't 4 o'clock yet, but it was definitely close. So, I mean, granted, we can be late, but I didn't want to be so late that we was like an hour later or something like that because people still going to be wanting to eat and yada, yada, yada. So, we wound up finally getting everything situated, and we wound up leaving with all of those balloons in the car. So, on the way there, I... um. You know, it was like, are we gonna drop these balloons, or you know, we are gonna drop the balloons off and then we gonna walk in or whatever. We five minutes out, Michael like, we gotta go to CVS. I'm like, for what? I, My pressure popped off. She put her <laughs> she put her hand in her, her coat pocket and her nail popped off, and she talking about something, <laughs> I ain't going in there with no broken nail, so we had to go to CVS. <laughs> And go get some nail glue. But Imagine she,
2: when we pull up to the venue to drop the balloons off. Everybody sees that we sitting outside. And I'm literally the only person who drives the kind of car that I drive and the color that I drive it in. So they just looking at us like, oh, hey. And I'm like, hey. We'll be back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then we, <laughs> we, I dropped this stuff off. Everybody looking like, oh, they go, okay And then they're like, oh, where are you going? All right. Okay, I guess we're going to be back. Mm-hmm. We go to CVS. He see one of our cousins in there So She was like oh hey She was like hey She said hey loud no, enough No
2: it was hilarious because when I ran up to hug her She was saying like hey Like excited and some lady was staring us down She gonna yell at the lady talking about what you looking at
1: My man
0: <laughs> It was like
1: one of them situations where you Where you Either want to say it Or y'all talk about it after the situation Like man I, I, I am about to ask her what she saying What she looking at no, she yelled that junk in the middle of the CBS. That's, that's
2: not how Harris is, get done. And
1: paused the whole store. The whole store was looking like, and then somebody just hit play, and everybody went back to normal as if it <laughs> didn't just happen. I don't even know what happened to that lady. I think she might have left. But did that, got the nail glue, go back there. We walk in, and they had that junk decked out. Like, I got to give. I done already said it, but I'm going to keep saying it. They did a great job. A phenomenal with job. Setting stuff up. Especially with
2: the mess that we had left. Man, because, I yeah. Caleb never finished the project, by the way. He did, like I say, 75% of it, and they just improvised and, like, completely fixed the rest. When we got there, the box was already standing up. Caleb was like, yeah, it was up. I don't know how they put it up, but it was standing. Yeah. Up. I was like, wow.
1: Because the sides <laughs> definitely wasn't on it. And I'm like, well, it was up in the air. I don't care. <laughs> so, when I walk in, my mom and my sister-in-law are... So, like I said earlier, I wanted to make a Barbie box to serve as our photo, um, what's the word I'm looking for?
2: Not backdrop, but basically like our like a photo box, or yeah. yeah.
1: So, they can actually stand in the box, take yeah. the pictures, yada, yada, And this
2: yada. is a life-size box, because again, remember, this is like a seven-foot tall box.
1: Seven-foot tall, I think it was about five Four and or, and and a half, feet or so, Yeah, it's wide. pretty wide. So, it ain't small. And I had printed out like um I had made it to scale, and then, see, this is the gift and the curse about being a designer, because I was like, oh, I can make it to scale, and then I'm going to print it out, and then I'm going to be able to see and visualize how exactly how it's supposed to look, blah, 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 blah. I print the letters out so I could put Chloe on there instead of Barbie, but I cut out, I cut around the edges, but I didn't really cut it out. So when I get there, my mom and my sister are cutting the letters out to put it on the backdrop, and I'm like, dog, I don't even know how y'all found this. Because Caleb
2: was adamant that he was not using these letters.
1: They made it work. Um, And then, you know, we basically just continued the program, you know, as scheduled. We got a tremendous amount of love. We had people from work. We had people, we had our friends and our family there. And, you know, it was, I think everybody enjoyed themselves. I know I had fun. And it it sucked because when you do events like this, same thing for our wedding. So much time and energy goes into something that's only going to last you a couple of hours. And then it's just over. It's like, I felt like I was like, I was depleted after after that day. And then we had to clean up and it was just like, it was a whole ordeal. But we had um, a lot of friends and family that was willing to help in regards to whatever. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciated the most is because Y'all know, like people will be like, oh, you know, call me if you need this. Nah, they don't they really, really mean show that. Show up and show up. Yeah, out. you know, what I'm saying like people don't really mean that. Sometimes they just be blowing smoke. And then when you hit them up, they're like, oh man, I can't. It's like, well, we really, you, you really didn't mean that. But nah, they be they'll force the help on you. <laughs> like, no, yeah. like, no, nah, nah, you good. No, nah, you are not gonna tell me. Like I literally heard on Saturday, you not gonna tell me what I can and cannot do to help you. So let
2: me tell y'all how amazing our village is. So one of our friends. <laughs> um Naomi and Chris like they were um coming over because they were they have a pickup truck so they were going to be helping us like transport some of the stuff. We had like five different cars of friends, shout out to all y'all cuz y'all are amazing, who helped transport the gifts to our house for us. So, when they were coming I was telling them, like, well, you know, I don't necessarily want them to put stuff upstairs in the baby's room because we're still working on organizing her nursery. And then we've been trying to get a whole lot better with people, you know, having their shoes on in the house, ourselves included. So we were just trying to figure out a way to alleviate some of the foot traffic in order to get the gifts where they need to go. This man, Chris, said, I will come over and mop y'all floors after we go ahead And put the gifts away But the crazy thing is He was serious Like I know Chris And I know he meant that And it's just like The outpouring of love and support That we've received from our family and friends Is beyond me Like every time we need them They're there And it's not like we're asking them to be there They just literally like Observing enough to be like No we know y'all need help with X, Y, and Z Like we got y'all Don't worry about this Like even like our photographer major Like from Delante to DJ And like so much support and just love from them. And it's just like really, really, really refreshing to see like once Chloe gets here, like she really has a whole support system already. Like it's, it's trippy to me.
1: Yeah. I think, um, that's one of the things that people, uh, I talked to a lot of, uh, dads, especially like dads of like daughters. And then it was just like, Oh man, it's going to get real when this happened or it's going to get real when this happened. And I think I usually get reminded Or like a pinch moment Like when situations like Saturday happen Like where we aren't necessarily Like we're not the focal point Of what's happening It's like basically like People basically pouring out Like you said just pouring out And helping us in whatever way we need And I think that that's the thing that Really brings it into Like it makes me realize That it's like really happening Is when it's like we, I feel like we both stress out and do stuff all day long trying to make sure um, stuff is the way it's supposed to be or if we got this or if mm-hmm. we need to order that. But when we don't have to worry about that, I feel like that's when I feel like I'm, when it's real, like when people are doing stuff for us. And not necessarily just saying, like, oh, we are looking for somebody to help us with something. We don't even have to ask, and that's the thing that I think is the, the beauty of it.
2: And it's never because they expect nothing in return. It's like genuine love and support. Yeah. So like that's that that outpouring right there it just made once we got to the shower, like all the anxiety and all the craziness like really melted away like we genuinely had fun and enjoyed ourselves. we enjoyed our guests we enjoyed opening our gifts like we got so much awesome stuff. we got so many sentimental gifts. We got a whole library of books yeah over here like you know it's just it just really really means a lot. Um, and we don't take any of it for granted. And I think not only keeping in mind the importance of having a village, but just like the transition that we've gone through personally as a family and how that ripples out to the people around us is really just, it's just really a sight to see.
1: Yeah, I think that was one of the things that, um, what's, what's today? Um, Thursday. Um, this was, oh, not Thursday. I'm tripping. Lord help me. I'm tired. It's Tuesday. it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I got a, day, f- a phone call what, what? Uh, yesterday. Uh, one of my boys, Delante, called, and he was just like, "Hey, man, this call and check on you. I was gonna give you, you know, some time, cause, you know, the the um, the baby shower was Saturday. He was like, I want to give you some time to kind of like just bring come back down. And he he has a daughter, and he was just saying like, Hey, you know, don't be, you know, don't shy away from hitting me up, you know." I might not have every answer to everything that you're going through or everything that you're doing, but this is why I'm here. This is why we're here. And it just goes back to what we've spoken about many times before is just having that support system, having those friends that you can do life with because um, it's it's important. And especially in situations like this where I don't know how to raise no daughter. I, my, Michael don't know how to raise no daughter. We never had no kids. So it's like, um, especially considering that we have friends with young children, we have siblings with young children i think it helps out a lot and the fact that they're so eager and wet, ready to to help us it definitely means a lot because first-time parents i feel like it's almost like i want to almost equate it to like being like a first time or first generation like college student like where you just don't it. you don't know so you're really just like <laughs> you doing whatever you can to be successful in your own right so um i definitely want to thank everybody for you know no matter if you i don't care if you got us just a card. i don't care if you got us a gift card i don't care if you got us one book i don't care if you got us a pack of diapers i feel like i look at everybody exactly the same just the same level of appreciate uh just appreciating everything that we got Mm because i don't think y'all understand like i was i was just looking at all of these boxes of diapers that we got and i'm like cool also our (laughs) living
2: room and down uh, our living room and dining room are like legit covered in baby yeah. paraphernalia. Like we have all of the diapers. It's about twenty boxes of diapers in our dining room right now, and wipes <laughs> and a baby toilet.
1: Yeah, and a baby bucket.
2: Yeah, and and I can't even tell. a convertible booster seat. Like shout out to y'all. Yeah,
1: but I think that that also the fact that we have so much support. And assistance with the both of us and individually, I think helps us when it comes to just being there for one another and throughout the the process of this pregnancy. And I think it makes it definitely makes it a little bit easier because it's less to worry about, it's less to stress about, um, and it's just less to think about. Sometimes it might even just be a matter of somebody just trying to give us ideas of what to do, um, especially like for like date night or things to cook or things to avoid and stuff like that. We've been
2: chilling, chilling after Saturday though. I say it's, so (laughs) our goal Sunday was to do nothing. Like, nothing. Like, church, my mom came over because she needed our help with something, but other than that our goal was to do, like, nothing. So, on Monday Caleb had to go back up to the school and open the door so the chairs and the tables that we rented could get picked up. But other than that, he was off. He taught class. Um, I went to work. Once we get off work, all right, back to chill mode. Like I'm so exhausted in the third trimester. It's it's to the point where Caleb is like getting concerned because of not only how quickly I fall asleep, but how hard I am asleep, and the fact that I'm snoring. So last night, which was Monday, we decided we were gonna. Watch Love Is Blind because we've been trying to figure out just ways to keep ourselves in the house. We
1: just gonna chill. We just gonna watch TV. Taking advantage of the time that we have left with just the two of us, where
2: we can just chill and watch TV. So we've been seeing everybody talking about Love Is Blind, and we like, you know what? We gonna go ahead and watch it.
1: Let me tell you something. (laughs) I didn't this know what I was TV watching for show, the first 25 minutes.
2: We only watched the first episode, but so much happened in that episode. I'm like, did I doze off? Because, again, I'm tired, and I fall asleep quick. I'm like, did, he just said they engaged. Well, did I blink?
1: The no. thing that tripped me out is now I'm thinking about it, and I, I'm i almost certain that they got this idea from Black Mirror. Like, it seemed it like something seems had to be on like Black Mirror. like something, yeah. Oh, I'm not going to, I'm only going to go off the sound of your voice and then I'm going to marry you.
2: After four days. What? So we got to talk about the, I just want to know, what do y'all think about the whole concept of love being blind? I don't think that it's impossible to f- fall in love with somebody who you're not necessarily physically attracted to. And I also know that people do online dating and all of that kind of stuff without ever, you know, seeing the person or y'all get y'all JPay love set up. Whatever the case may be, I just want to know, how are y'all getting to the point where you feel like you in love with somebody that you've never seen, you've only talked to them for a couple of hours each day, and on day four, you're like, you know what? We getting married. Like, that? that's crazy to me.
1: It's trippy, because I just looked up the meaning of love and love is blind to see if I could find, like, a... The
2: Eve song popped up? I don't even know did. you And I hate you That was the
1: second The second thing It was underneath <laughs> meaning Which is saying a lot um, I looked up Love is blind It said Used to say that people Do not see the faults Of the people that they love And I 100%. feel like people I feel like people use it In another way
2: though I feel like it's a it's They like, use it for like um, They're almost using it As a double entendre In yeah. this case Just because they're trying To make it seem like Love is blind Meaning you don't actually See the person at all <laughs> Well, old girl really gonna be surprised Because my man said he used to date men But, Bruh. yeah, that is we So we made it to, see that coming. I think,
1: episode 2
2: I don't even know if, uh, yeah. yeah, like literally the beginning of episode 2 But there was so much nah. happening And I really, really pay attention to the things that people say In a way that they word things So I feel like The very first person that I realized I'm like, either this is scripted Or these people are really crazy My mans went into the conversation room Into the pod and was basically asking the girl all of these questions to make himself feel secure. Like, so why should I pick you? Um, what if I decide that I want to go to Vegas and turn up? How are you gonna handle that? Diamond in my mask. I can't think of his name, but I just was like
1: He um
2: you oh, what is he he, he the dude with the the, the boy head He pre- was a
1: PK too.
2: But I can't remember his name. And it just was really tripping me out. I'm like, all of the questions that he's asking her seems like he's very insecure. Which ended up making more sense as the episode unfolded. Because one, you say you used to date men. Now you're looking for a wife because you want the security of a family and blah, blah, blah. But you're also not comfortable enough with explaining to the person that you want to marry that you used to date men. So that's already one thing. But you're not even giving her the opportunity to decide if she's okay with that or not because you lied about it. Like, you're you're purposely omitting this from the conversation. And it's like, you talking about you want to marry this person, but you can't even be forthcoming with them. Why? Why? You don't have a relationship any different with them than you do with other people. It's just been four days.
1: I, I thought it was extremely weird. And the way it was like, for some of these people to be 34, 37.
2: Only one of them was 34.
1: A couple of them were like, Two of them were thirty seven, I think. Mm-hmm. So it was like I I can see how some people went, like, Oh well, I just want to be married. You should never be so ready for something so that many you don't people even. Kept think. Saying
2: that. I'm just so ready to be married. Like
1: you don't even think about who it is that you're marrying. You don't know nothing about this person. You going off of their you basically talk like the way that the show was structured, it was almost like if there was like high school kids talking on the phone. That's how it sounded. Like they wasn't yeah, talking about nothing. Sure. None of their conversations had any What are some death. of your hobbies? Oh what! What are the what?
2: things you like to do? Oh my God! I feel like I heard I... almost everything except what is your favorite color?
1: This is this is the thing that tripped me out. Every every time they showed a girl in the girl, at least in the first episode, they're like, oh my God, I just love your laugh. Oh my God, you're so funny. Then it was just like <laughs> they don't know the same. He's doing this to the same person, or they doing oh, this they to the found same. They that out. Too. They was playing roles, so everybody thing. was like, oh well, I like such and such. And Once they know, found out my
2: man was playing roles, they man, she didn't want to talk well, to. We don't know anymore. how that
1: story played out. We only on episode two, and that based on how, what I saw, I feel like they got married. So somebody's stupid, and we want to find out who probably tonight. And so it was a whole lot happening. I with I, that. I don't I don't know how I feel about the show. It, it seemed kind of weird to me the fact that these people is just talking, and then they saying that they love this person. After have, a couple of days. Like for me, those
2: are such red flags. A
1: couple of days in two conversations.
2: Such a such a red flag to me.
1: So the only the only principle about the show that I do like is it, it is forcing people to communicate, but there's much more signs than than It's
2: really not though, because to me you talk to these people even less than you would talk to someone who is
1: right no but I'm I mean it would have been different if they was face to face and they was forced to have I don't even mean
2: that though I mean like if this was somebody that again you had never met in person let's take for example a catfish or even somebody that you never even seen a physical picture of you still talking to that person more than a couple of times a day you probably talking to them all day for several days so it's like they don't have phones
1: they could yeah they could how are y'all arranging
2: these uh, meetings to see each other. That was my other question. Like, how do you know to meet somebody in the in the pod to talk? Are they arranging this time for yeah, y'all? Maybe,
1: no, or maybe they set up set up times like meet me here at such and such time because they probably have watches and stuff. But that was probably it. Or they had clocks in the space. But I don't know how I feel about the show. I mean, what what do you think, honey? Do you think Glenn I is think blind?
2: that it's an example of how far gone people have become to seek relationships I think it ties into the same conversations that we've been having around millennial dating like it's taking out the element of you being physically attracted to a person first so you thinking with I guess your head and not your genitalia but at the same time I don't think we as human beings are wired that way and I think the beauty of falling in love with somebody is actually being able to be attracted to them whether they're attracted to the next person or not or heck, you could be in love with somebody that you might not even be. Your, um. what's the word that I'm looking for? Like your traditional idea of a beauty standard. But mm-hmm. they're just like that much other stuff. But that still requires you talking to that person and getting to know that person. And I don't think that this show is cultivating that. I think this is as bad as 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> which is a personal favorite of mine. Man. We watch 90 Day Fiance every day on our honeymoon It's the only thing in English in Mexico <laughs> um, But I'm I'm Interested to see how it plays out And also more so just so I could join the conversation With Denzel and Megan because I laugh at them all day long talking about This show um, yeah. And, yeah, People
1: apparently would really like it But I was asking Do you think love is blind
2: In which way In the way that they're saying how love is blind Answer however you see fit I do not think that it is possible. Well, no, I I, I think it's possible for you to fall in love with somebody that you've never physically seen. If That's very easy. If the conversation is good, if you genuinely feel like you could talk, I think that you could fall in love with somebody that you've never seen because you could fall in in love with somebody that you think is ugly. People do it all the time. All the time. But in the other way, in terms of, Love being blind, and you just are oblivious to a person's flaws because you want to love them so bad. Absolutely,
0: yeah.
2: Love is for sure blind in that regard, and I mean, I'm taking it beyond the toxic to the violent and dangerous. People see what they want to see, and people interpret things to be love that are ne- ne- not necessarily love based on the conditioning of love they've received from the people closest to them. For example, if you are a woman, and the relationships with all the men closest to you, meaning your fathers, your brothers, your cousins, your uncles, are ones that are toxic, and I don't even mean abusive, I just mean controlling, or manipulative, like, those are things that you're going to associate with the people who love you, because they're your family, right? Same thing with female relatives, like, if you are constantly berated by somebody, or Talked down to by your mother, your grandmother, whoever. Those are things that you're going to internalize. Those are things that you're going to associate with your own personality. So yeah, love is love is blind. All right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it take over your mind. Is what you think is It's true. Caleb looking at me like he want me to go to sleep. So I yeah. guess that's the end of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all later.
1: All right, peace.
2: Bye.
0: These are difficult times. It's winter and the pandemic continues to affect our lives every single day. And because we know this prolonged increased isolation makes it harder to get sober and stay sober, Recovery Centers of America wants you to know that they remain open and ready to help. Recovery Centers of America is a drug and alcohol addiction treatment leader with detoxification and residential treatment centers across the East Coast and Midwest. RCA's expert team of medical professionals will customize a treatment program that works for you to help you overcome your addiction and begin a life in recovery. RCA always answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365. And because safety is a top priority... COVID-19 protocols, including pre-screening measures and testing, are in place to keep you safe. Don't wait. Call today. Dial 855-605-2655. 855-605-2655. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe.
1: We're cleaning like never before. the are hospital-grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro.
2: No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras.
0: At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at doing slash doingourpart.